welcome one, welcome all to The Tension. I am your host, Mick White. The Tension is a podcast all about putting two theological subjects into right relationship and finding the truth that God desires for his church. It is our hope with the show that we will be able to reach the lost, equip the saints, and challenge you to think deeper into the things of God for the glory of God. We are thankful and excited that you have decided to spend some time with us today and pray that in some way you will be blessed by our conversation. I am joined today by a brand new guest. We uh as we are entering into the the new season of the tension, we have all kinds of cool stuff going on, so we are back, baby. We are back. I've been waiting for a long time to do that in an episode. I have an air horn and sound effects and now when we get to talking about things, we'll be introducing some new stuff that uh if I say something like you can't just put Jesus glitter on everything, you know, you'll be hearing sounds. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. I'm super excited about it. But I am joined today with my lovely, beautiful wife, Hannah. So the entire world can finally now hear um, the person that puts up with me on a regular basis. How are you doing, honey? Um, I'm good. Um, today was grocery day, which is always exciting. But also exhausting. Oh yeah, I don't. Um, I don't even go when I'm tired. <laughs> but I'm good. It was a good day. Um, the weather's been really nice, which is always good. I don't like grocery shopping in the rain. So. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's not fun at all. It was. It was a really beautiful day today. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Like when 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 you had called me, I had just got done praying, and I like was in our dark bedroom, basically. Because, yeah. you know, I, mean, I don't turn lights on, you know. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got to pay for that. So I'm not going to turn that on. <laughs> just leave that joker off. So I went, and then I went back to go uh, get get my Bible or get that book that you just got me, which is a really good book, and I do want to get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really good book. But I went out there, and, like, I was, you know, I entered in, like, a really weird spot, you know, when I was praying. I was just asking God to be with me and help me get through the time right now and the struggle and the transition and all those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I got in front of the window and the blinds were open and, like, the sun hit me. And I was just like, oh, that's so good. Like, today is, yeah. re- it's really pretty. Like, you know, and it I, it was, it was nice because I was, I was in there and I was really wrestling and struggling with, like, God talking to me. I was like, talk to me. Like, I need to hear from you. Like, I really need <laughs> yeah. to hear from you. And then in that moment of going into the kitchen and then just like letting the sun like hit me, you know, and like just taking it in as it's going down, you know, I was just like, man, this is beautiful. Like you are here, you are talking to me, but I just have to. And that's where like the word that God gave me for this time right now is, you know, like don't miss it. So I'm, I'm really trying to figure out what that means. Cause it's one thing, like it's one thing for me to be like, Hey, I'm about to do a backflip, honey. Don't miss it. (laughs) <laughs> and then it, and, it's, and then it's another for God to say something, because a lot of the times, I think we we don't know what God meant by what when He said it. Like we don't understand the depths of it, and I think that's how we ended up inside of um, the church, pretty much having a theology that's an inch deep and a mile wide. You know, yeah, like absolutely. And Go it's, ahead. It's one of those days today where like the sun is really warm, but the air is really cold. Yeah, and. I mean, it is, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. But also, like, I mean, you still need a jacket. Yeah, you, you still, know? yeah. But it's not, it's not so, it's not so cold that it, that you're freezing and you can't enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, like you were saying, like, God, 
you know, don't miss it. God's right here. Yeah. The sun, the sun, the light, it's warm. Yeah, it is warm. Rest in that. It's beautiful. Absolutely. So what um we don't so we're we're entering into this kind of new new phase here at Faith Fleshed Out. We have um we've had several new people join our team. Yeah. Which is really cool. And you're one of them. Yeah. And this is like your little your little time to debut. Yeah, your debut. <laughs> your your chance to to come out of the shadows because we've been we've been talking about stuff for a while, but I kind of was waiting for things to really get some sort of like formation to them before mm-hmm. we like really stepped into anything. Right. And it's so funny to me because when Eric and I first started the the tension, we um we really didn't know we really didn't know what we were doing and mm-hmm. we were just kind of you know just just flying by the seat of our pants and so now it's like what are we going to do with, what are we going to do like next time and we and there there will still be episodes where Eric comes on and stuff like that and talks you know and we have those conversations but also at the same time too God has you know really spoken spoken to me over this time about like as Eric shifts as as Eric transitions into what God has called him to go to we have we have this platform you know we have the platform we have the tension. and what and what <laughs> and with that it's going to look a little different and obviously we've had you know God's really blessed our podcast it's been really cool i honestly didn't think anyone would listen to it yeah i thought like like your mom and maybe like five people <laughs> would care about what anybody had to say yeah, like really, and then I then I like I asked my mom, and she was like, "I listen sometimes, but most of the time I'm so lost and like in what you're talking about that, yeah. that I get really confused." Yeah, it's a lot of information, and sometimes it can be kind of hard to to digest. And Eric has so much um, knowledge and wisdom to share, and he's so eager to share it. And I mean, we've had people that that do listen to it regularly tell us that sometimes they have to listen to an episode two or three times. Um, but one thing that I have learned, uh, sitting under Eric and his teachings and his leadership, um, since we've started going to Cedar Creek about what, 14, 15 months ago. Yeah. Something um, like that. I think he made the comment and I didn't really pick up on it until a little bit later, but like, it's the same message every time, but with different words. Yes. And a different, a different, um, like a different road to walk down, but you always end up at the same destination. Right. And it's, when you look at it that way, it's maybe a little easier to, to digest some of the information that he throws out at you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's good stuff and it's, it's helped me to learn and to yes. view things differently and to, um, understand a little better for sure. I mean, absolutely. I, cause I think a lot of the times, like, and I was reading in the, in the um, life with God book by Richard mm-hmm. Foster. It was mm-hmm. an incredible book. It's so good. I've read the first chapter of it and there's a couple of things he threw out that I really liked. He was talking about the four different ways you can read the Bible. He was talking about the first way is, is you just read it from cover to cover, basically getting the meta narrative of the whole entire thing, understanding what the message is and all of that. And then there's another one where he said, you're reading it through, like the heart basically. So that meant like really, really, really slowly reading scripture, like understanding every single thing that 
that's in there because there's a deeper meaning to it. And so like, and I've come to realize that yes, it's awesome to have knowledge. It's awesome to have knowledge about the Bible in ways that most people in the West aren't looking at it. It's super cool, but that is not going to make you have a stronger relationship with God. Right. Like that's not like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Because at the end of the day, when you have that, what happens is when someone tells you something differently, like I've heard a lot over the past 15 months in in walking with Eric and learning and all those things in my revisiting conversations about God with other people, whether it be at work or in my life in general, they're kind of like, I just haven't heard the gospel that way. And to me, I realized it was like, yeah, because I never heard it that way either. So I had to like, I had to like go and, and actually like dig into it and really trying to, and I'm going to use the, I'm going to use the D word. So don't everybody get all, get all up in their, uh, in their feels or anything like that. So here's your, here's your, here's your warning. Okay. So warning, I was kind of like deconstructing some of the stuff that I've, that I have been taught before and taken for granted in a sense because not paying attention to the cultural context, the the narrative, the meta narrative versus the the micro narrative and how that applies, you know, like like the way Eric would say it was being like the thirteenth disciple, you know, like swatting flies, um, really, really walking the steps with the disciples, thinking about the imagery, painting the picture, trying to understand and all of that. There's what is it? Is it a, is it a I don't know. It looks like a giant fly. <laughs> is it a fly? That's a fly? That joker is huge, bro. <laughs> Golly. It's gone now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. So you uh I can't bum you can't bum a Newport. Um but it's op- it's opened up my perspective a lot into an into a new sense of like maybe I maybe I missed what what was actually going on here? But that, I mean, even in the sense of like preaching not too, not too long ago when I got to like in the text with Jesus calming a storm, you know, like you need to really spend time with the scriptures and like meditate on them and, and truly dig into them and not just read them so fast that you're just like, okay, yeah, I got it. But like truly think about it, meditate on it, challenge it, go deeper with, with it. Like, a lot of times we hit surface level and we're just, we're okay with the surface level. But then the deep level, then something in life happens that strikes a deeper chord and you can't, surface level gospel will not penetrate deep level pain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, like I grew up going to church and and being being told the gospel I don't know if I would necessarily call it the gospel, honestly. It was the the ABCs of salvation, you know, admit, believe, confess. Oh. Have you never heard that? Hey, that's dope. <laughs> that's dope. I um, like that. There, there were even songs. Were, I'm not, not going to sing. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. People would love to hear that. I think a, they w- admit to God you are a sinner. Get it. B, believe that Jesus is God's only son. Yeah. Confess your faith in Jesus as your Savior and Lord forevermore. <laughs> oh, I like the little part of the end. We got a little wordy there in the middle, but like it's pretty good though. Yeah. 
Uh, so like that's what I grew up with, and hold I was on, like, hold on, wait, wait, one second, uh, wait, wait, I have a, I have a button for this. Good job, babe. That was so good. Yes, yes. I, I do expect my Grammy nomination. Um, so, you know, like you you hear the the acronym and you you sing the songs, but like nobody ever explained what that meant. Right. They would just be like ABC, and I'm like, well, I okay, elaborate. And they're yeah. like, admit, believe, confess. And I'm like, okay, still, I don't like. I feel like there's more. Yeah, right. Um, and well, like the first thing I would ask is like, admit what? Well, it says it in the song. Admit to God that you are a sinner. Oh, okay, all right. And then B, believe that Jesus. I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics. I was just really into you singing. <laughs> B is believe that Jesus is God's son. Right. And then C is confess your faith in Jesus. Okay. So. I mean, yes. I would say also confess your sins because if you confess your sins, then God is faithful to forgive you of those sins because that's out of scripture, but whatever. Go ahead. So, I mean, yes. Yes, that's the gospel, but also no, that's not the gospel. It's not the full gospel. Yeah, it's the gospel to a degree, but that's what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. And we get, when a lot of the times we get, we get versions of the gospel that we like and we're good. Yeah. But discipleship, a disciple, we've been over this before on the show, means learner. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean learned it, like as in you're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It mean you know, I mean, learner means continually learning. Like, yes. guess what? Like, the whole time that you're alive, like, for me in my, in my relationship with God, things that I have realized before when I revisit them, that's why it was so powerful when I was, when Eric introduced the idea of write your theology in pencil. It's just a concept I've never really heard of before. Because as you mature and as you grow and like as our children grow and as they as they mature and have different questions, that lead that drives me back to God. I mean it drives me because it's like I need to understand this in a different way so I can so I can steward my children and my household and learn and be able to speak into these things. But I have to be able to do it on a deeper level because sometimes what you say doesn't resonate with people. Right. And we can all reach people. We can all reach different people, but it's based upon our relationships with those people. So it's not just this. It, like I said, it's not just this surface level thing. Like there is a deeper element to it, and I feel like a lot of people become stagnant in their faith because they just get to a point where they're like, "Oh, I'm good." Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they get to a spot where they're comfortable, and they they don't they don't want to grow anymore. They don't want to learn anymore. Right. Like I like this spot right here. It's yeah. very comfortable. Well, of course it is. You've been sitting there for 20 years. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's broken in. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and a lot of the people that I grew up with in, in our church, like a lot of the adults were those people, right? You know, they were like, well, I've been teaching Sunday school. So I have <laughs> read my Bible in the sense that I know all the sparks memory verses. <laughs> like, okay. Right, but sweet. have you studied what those words mean or do you just have them memorized and you can tell a kid if he got the memory verse right or not? Right. Cause there's a big difference. Excuse me. <laughs> my burp. Sorry. My bad. I forgot there's a microphone in front of my face. <laughs> well, usually when we have these talks, there's not. This is very yeah, it's different very, for it, us. Yeah, it is kind of true. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm not used to hearing you through a microphone. I'm used to you know, just, just hearing your voice through yeah. you know, my ears. But so I want to let everybody get an opportunity to get to know you a little Ooh. bit. 
Yeah. It's going to be. Are you scared? Um, you kind of uneasy? I don't know. I feel like. Not really. I feel like I'm going to just. I'm going to disappoint people because I'm so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're. I don't think you're boring at all. I think that. Um, in all honesty, you have so much wisdom. It's kind of beautiful for your age. You have a lot. You have a lot of wisdom. It's really cool. Like there, there are times where you can, there are times that sometimes you say stuff and I'm sort of like, I almost want to be like, I mean, my wife is really smart. You are really smart, but also at the same time too, there's sometimes you say some stuff and I was like, I look up at God and I'm like, that had to be you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Um, but it's cool that God uses you that way though. Um, well, thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah. I uh, I kind of don't. I kind of didn't really want to share you with the world, but <laughs> I guess no, I will. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, I've told you a million bajillion times. Like you, boy, you suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I have learned. I grew up in a in a really just weird weird family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, I grew up in church. I always went to church. My parents made sure that I was at church. Right. Um, but I don't think that they ever really paid attention to, like, what I was being fed. Mm, um, that's good. I think they were just like, well, she's in church, so she'll figure it out. And like, um, <laughs> well, there's people there that know that will be able to teach you. Like, it's right. sort of like push passing off the responsibility. Right. It was like, basically, like, Wednesday night church was, like, one one evening a week summer camp year round basically mm. like i just got to go hang out with my friends and maybe do a craft and i might learn a, a cute song but then i went home right um so i mean i i heard at least some version of the gospel right growing up um and then when i when i was a teenager when i was in youth we went we went to a really awesome summer camp and yeah. those people cared about what the gospel was and they cared about it's different when you get around people presented yeah it's yeah. different when you get around people that actually have an active and live relationship with the lord oh yeah it was it's very totally different. different um because i mean i grew up in a very traditional southern baptist church right and i went to this non-denominational reformed christian summer camp and i went in and they're like playing all like kirk franklin and family force five and they're dancing in chairs and there's you know, strobe lights, and then they're raising their hands in worship, and I'm like, Whoa, yeah, the culture is different. This is terrifying. Like, we're not supposed to dance, let alone like make a scene in a chair. So, you like, know? you were you were a member of the you were you were a member of a church that that was the same church where the movie Footloose took place. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I remember the pastor talking about how. Um, he was not going to be able, like his, his daughter couldn't have a father daughter dance at her wedding because he was what? part of the Southern Baptist convention. He was a, a pastor inside of the Southern Baptist convention. And they are so serious about not dancing, especially in a church that if she got married in a church and had her reception at the church, right? he could not dance with her at her wedding. Oh my gosh. But yet, I, yet from memory, I can recite to you where David's dancing before oh, the absolutely. Lord. And so, I mean, I think that right there just scratches the surface on, yeah, they read it, but did they read it? Yeah, that's a <laughs> good one. I don't, I don't think so. That's a good um, one. That's a, <laughs> they read it, but did you read it? Yeah. Um, they read it, but they don't understand it. Oh, they didn't take it yeah. to heart. 
It's not alive. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like I said, I grew up in church. I heard okay. the gospel. Yeah. Went went to summer camp. These people actually cared, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is wild. And then I I would leave so on fire, just ready to change my life and change the lives of the people around me. Been there. You know, according to the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would go back to that really stagnant church, mm-hmm. and it would. I was like, ah, just just kidding. <laughs> 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 like, oh like, never mind. That's yeah. a lot of work. Um, and then I got to a point where I became one of those people who just showed up to church because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and just checking the boxes. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think the gospel became real and beautiful um, to me and in my life until after we had McKinley and after you and I got married. Numero dos. <laughs> um, and. Yeah. The first time we committed the cardinal sin of putting Jesus glitter on our marriage. Oh, yeah. There was so much Jesus glitter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we, we did something, you know, we had sex mm-hmm. uh, out of wedlock mm-hmm. because we really liked the way that it felt because, yeah, you know, sex great. feels fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, but at the same time, too, like, well, you know, while we were while we were separated, I'll never forget God pressing on, you know, God pressing on me. You put my name on something. And I didn't, and that's not how this works. Yeah, no, we, we definitely, we were like, but God, and God was like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God hit us with the, the old new, uh, uh-uh. and I was, <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. I mean, because it, because that is, that is our, that is our response to it. Our response to the word of God is to obey. Right. At the end of the day, that's what it is. You're supposed to learn, and then you're supposed to obey. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who just learn it and go, oh, okay, that's great. That makes me feel really, really good. And the things that convict them, they struggle with because they don't know how. But I really like when we heard on that podcast where um, the guy said that, that God sounds like what he wrote. Yeah. So I was like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's exactly what it sounds like. And obey means, I mean, he's calling like. This is the God of everything. This is the God of the universe. This is, you know, I mean, the very fact, I, I think a lot of people don't think about this. The The passage where it says, before the foundations of the earth, I knew you. So before anything was ever created, he like knew us. And we think our response to that is, that's great. And I'm over here. So yeah, I'm, I'm over here, just like super struggling with that because I'm like, I don't think we, I don't think you understand what that means. But there's so many times that you know, I talk to a lot of people, and they do not understand what they are saying. Mm-hmm. They only understand what they mean. Oh, absolutely. But they don't. They don't understand what they're saying. So when I when I because being being in ministry, one of the things that we're responsible for is. Well, what we say not what people hear because at the end like it is what we say and that's what we but also at the same time too what i say is not always what you hear marriage has taught me that i mean oh absolutely more 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 most of the time (laughs) what you say is not what i hear oh absolutely i i have known for a long time i'm not a good communicator right i don't like confrontation i don't i would rather just ignore it because i don't want to have a tough talk i don't want to be in a position where i might get upset i don't like it right it's uncomfortable and i've i've worked on it a lot Mm -hmm. over the past 
several years. I mean, we've been married. I mean, in October, we'll have been married for nine years. We've this summer. Oh, really? This summer, yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> Look at the air horn on that one. This summer um, will be nine years since we, out of wedlock, conceived our first child. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I think over the past nine years, I've worked hard to become a better communicator. And yeah. in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm better, so I'm probably a good communicator. And then through our conversations, um, I realize, like, yeah, I'm better, but I'm still not a good communicator because I'm not saying what I'm not saying what needs to be said. I'm saying how I feel. Like I'm prioritizing what I want to get out over what needs to be said. Mm, that's good. And and that's awesome that that you can that you can say that because I think that's yeah. it's one of the biggest things like listening to a lot of people like I said, like and I shared this with you, but I'll share it with all of y'all because we we love y'all, and this mm-hmm. is, and the whole idea behind this behind this podcast is to connect to connect to people and really really be honest, open, and transparent about our relationship with God. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're still normal people. I still struggle. If I yeah. if I stump my toe, I still say a swear word. I mean, like. I still get mad. I still get frustrated. I still all of that. But at the same time, too, there is a desire in me to pursue righteousness and to pursue God and to love God and love others at the cost of myself. And the only person that it costs anything is me. So I have to take accountability of that. And I just hear a lot of most of the time when I'm talking to people and trying to minister to them. Excuse me. They want me to they want me to justify they want me to justify their actions and tell them that they're in the right when I hear the word over and over and over again in my head, basically saying like, no one seeks God, you know, not, no, not one. Like it says in mm-hmm. Romans, like, and we lie to our, we deceive ourselves. Yeah. And we, we, we create a space for ourselves to feel justified. But really at the end of the day, we need to be accountable because we're going to be accountable to God and we just we just act like this is not a reality. We act like this isn't yeah. like it's not real. Like no, not really. God's going to forgive me and da da da. And it's like no, he's going to ask you what did you do with his son? What did you do? Like did you do anything? Think about the parable of the of the talents. You know, you see one yeah. one do it and he blesses that. Another one does it and he blesses it blesses it less but still blesses it. And then another who just covers it up because he because he fears God. He's like, I heard the words that you said, and I thought you were a harsh judge. And I love the illustration of like a child walking, like when a child walks and they're all, you know, like stumbling and trying to keep their balance. And especially our children, because they have the (laughs) my big head and like they, they, they stumble and they fall like, I you know, I'm not I'm not quitting on my kids because they don't walk the first time that they try. Right. You know, but. Through them, getting up, taking one step, falling down, getting back up, taking a step and a half, and then taking a step and a half for the next four to five tries, you know, to us, like, relate that into into months and years with walking with God. You you have to suck at things to be better at them. Oh, absolutely. I've never picked up anything and just been, like, super awesome at it. No. No. <laughs> Nothing. No. Um, And I think, like... I think people maybe anticipate that if they if they scratch the surface of Christianity, mm-hmm. 
then they can stay where it's easy. Mm. And that's not how that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not what God called us to. No, not at all. I, I mean, I mean, it we're wasn't all called to ministry. Yeah, right. And, and it was ministry's hard. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't easy for Jesus. No, no, and, and I mean Jesus was sweating blood in the garden, yo. Yeah, I've never I've I've sweated in my time, blood but I've never that much. Yeah, yeah, and then you learn it's a scientific fact that that actually happened that babies will cry so hard that they begin to sweat blood. Yeah, and then you're like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> Babies are incredible. They're insane. They, they are, can, and you they le- can do so many things. And you learn, you learn so much through them. And I, that, but see, that's the other thing. And I remember one of the big things I took away after God restored and redeemed and our marriage. That and it was one of the hardest things that I had to realize, and it was so difficult because I still remember. You remember the time that we were fighting, and you had <laughs> purple hair, and um. <laughs> You were working at Dollar General, and I went, and I took you. I think I took you. I don't know what I brought you, but I brought you something. I brought you something. I was trying to suck up to you. Oh, flowers. Yeah, yeah, flowers. yeah. You hated me still. I and think that was like one of three times you've ever <laughs> gotten me flowers. Yeah, and ironically, like every time that I've gotten you flowers, it has always. I've always made. I've always tried to do it on a day where nothing else was going on, and I would tell you that the reason was it was just Tuesday. Yeah, like I didn't want. True. I wanted that day to be special for you, not some day that was hijacked by some industry or like you know something <laughs> yeah. something like that. Because I think it's just shallow, yeah. and it doesn't. And like, yeah, I, I mean, I was I was trying to I was trying to kind of draw you back and invite you in to have a conversation, mm-hmm. but you weren't. I mean, you didn't want to. We no. were we were at that place, and God was working in my life, and that was the only reason that I was doing what I was doing is because God had told me I wouldn't lose my family. So I was like, right. All right, so what do I got to do to make this happen? I got obviously I got to do something. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll get flowers, and then I'll tell her about all that God's doing in my life, and and how I'm just how I'm different. I see it different, and and you know all of this, and it'll just be so awesome. And she'll she'll just like come home. She'll be like, Oh my gosh, you're so different, and then just like, Oh, I love you again. And <laughs> but that's not that's not what it looked like. No, not at all. I straight up, if I remember correctly, I was like, That's nice. Yeah. You can leave now. <laughs> Thank you. I will see you later. Yeah, it was it was actually <laughs> like when I think about it, I remember you were just like literally working and I was just standing there. I was just like yeah. So what you putting up? And the it's it's like it's like napkins written right on the box <laughs> in front of me, you know, and I was just like Yeah, so is your boss still mean or like, you know, yeah. <laughs> But, but but the thing, getting back to the point, the point was is that our marriage had to die so God could resurrect it. Oh, absolutely. It's seri- and, like it literally had to come to an end. And I mean, like you were just saying a few minutes ago, like he knew us before the foundations of the earth were created. Mm-hmm. And when you were in a place where you were very uncertain of what was going to happen. Yeah. God already knew God had, he was like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know how, and I know when, and I know why. And I know that you're freaking out right now, but like, I already know. So I'm not freaking out. Yeah. And so when he, when he let you know that you weren't going to lose your family, you were like, okay, well I have to do something to, to work it out. And God was like, I didn't say that. No, it's not what I said. (laughs) That's not, Um, 
like because a, he knew exactly, yeah. you know, that I was I was going to be in a position where I lived deeply in my flesh doing whatever I felt like doing whenever I felt like doing it. Right. And realized how numbing and lonely that is. Mm -hmm. And I was I was brought to a point of vulnerability and I had uh, an older, wiser, married woman mm -hmm. who loved me and cared about me and who loved you and cared about you and cared about our child come to me and basically just tell me, like, I love you. Yeah. Shout out to Aunt Jill. <laughs> yeah, my Aunt Jill. She's amazing. Um, I love her. I love you, but you're being a straight up fool. Ooh, that's tough. Straight up. And you need to go apologize to your husband. And I was like, we are divorced. He is not my husband. And she said, you need to apologize <laughs> to your husband. And I was like, I need to apologize to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> she became the, the literal embodiment of the clap every time you say something yes <laughs> yeah, she did and i i have not just minus seen, the clapping yeah i have not seen her upset or frustrated or angry i've seen her be stern right um but that was the first time it had ever been directed at me and i was like oh mm. my goodness yeah <laughs> we about to die <laughs> <laughs> um but through that i i didn't even have it in my mind like it was not my goal to reconcile our marriage at right. that moment. Yeah. I I mean, I had thought, like, wouldn't it be cute? But, yeah. like, I had also thought, like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Like, right. I, I wanted so badly to be out of this because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And now right. I'm just, like, I'm daydreaming about it. That's dumb. <laughs> um. So like like I said, I had entertained the idea, but I did not think that it was a viable option right. as far as things went. And then when you told me what you were struggling with at that same time, as far as even wanting to come talk to me so that I could just apologize to you. I wasn't expecting anything from you. You didn't know that. Right. Um and I didn't I didn't want you to talk. Yeah. And I did not tell you that. God did. Yeah. You know, God told you to just just listen. Yeah. And you did. And I was able to apologize and we were able to have a conversation that went really well. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the first conversation that we had ever had. In like a year. Right. Where we didn't leave passive aggressively or with some sort of animosity towards one another. Right. And then the next day we talked again. Mm -hmm. oh, talked again. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh no, I think I have a crush on my husband. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this was, I think this happened. We got, we were, we were legally divorced eight days earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It was not long. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was not long at all. Um, and, and I've had people ask me, um, why did it take so long? Why did you wait until the divorce was final? Cause we're stubborn. Well, not no, no, no. Hold on, oh. I, had, I oh. had a recent revelation. So. Oh wait, hold on. I got a button for this. <laughs> hold up, Mick. Um, <laughs> I so, love the buttons, y'all. I'm sorry. I hope y'all yeah, like. I hope y'all like them too. I love the buttons. <laughs> if you don't, you're gonna have to get over it because he does it a lot. Hey, man, uh, God has God has blessed us, so it's cool. I yes. I but yeah, I'm just quit being rude and quit interrupting. Go ahead. Honey. No, I'm you're sorry. fine. Um, so. 
you know, I've had people ask, like, why did it take you guys so long? Why, why wait until the divorce was final? Why, why not like stop the divorce process mm -hmm. and just stay married? And I, I would, I don't know. It's just the way it worked out. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But through your revelation with God resurrecting our marriage, it literally had to die. The yeah. divorce had to be finalized mm -hmm. in order for us to start anew. Mm -hmm. And if we had stopped the divorce process, mm -hmm. that wouldn't be the situation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, like, if you would have told me this like two years ago, I would have been like, that is some hyper charismatic, awkward stuff. <laughs> like, you're just making stuff up. <laughs> Nobody said that. But honestly, like now that I've that I've grown a little bit more, yeah. and I've I've kind of stuck my head out of the the cozy little turtle shell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not so bad out here. Yeah, I've branched <laughs> I've branched out a little bit. Um, I understand that. Like, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Like it did. It did have to die. It did have to be resurrected, and it had to be. It had to be sealed with God's anointing or approval, mm -hmm. and. The only way that could happen is if our illegitimate marriage was was dead. Yeah. So I always I thought that was kind of kind of beautiful. Well, it is beautiful, and I think what's really cool about it is is our our daughter vaguely remembers. Yeah. Vaguely yeah. remembers. She reminds us every once in a while. Like we get into this we get into this debate every single year about when we're supposed to celebrate our anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> and because we originally got married on October twenty fifth. Mm -hmm. And then, then we got remarried on August 4th. Yep. So there's this really weird spot where we just don't know. So like you, we, I'll, I'll ask cause I always forget. And I'm like, how long have we been together? And you're like, well, if you want to count the first time, <laughs> it's, it's nine. But if we count the second time, it's, it's eight, right? It's five. Five. Okay. Yeah. I go, yeah. I go by Margo's age. Okay. For the right. second one. Okay. That makes, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really, like, to me, it, I, it's one of those things where I don't really, I, I try no, to just. it would be six because she's going to be five in November. That's we were, right. Yeah. We were together for almost a year before we got pregnant with her. So right. Six. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but to me, I don't ever really, I just, I'm, I'm more, I try to pay attention and be more thankful for what I have instead mm -hmm. of how long I've had it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, I tend to just count all of it because like, even though we were divorced, like we were still together, we were still parenting together. We were still raising a child together. Right. And I mean, to me, that counts. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in a, in a, in a sense, we could do, we could do like the people on Reddit together, nine married six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could do that if you wanted to. So let's go back to, um, so you go to Snowbird, and then yeah, you come yeah, out of yeah. Snowbird, and then... Come out of Snowbird, and back into the stagnant church, and I'm just like, eh. Yeah. You know, like, my fire is put out quickly. Oh, absolutely. Um, So, like I said, like, the gospel was not made beautiful to me until after we got married the second time. Right. And just, A, being... Not being shunned, you know. I I stepped into a church and nobody was like, "Whore, <laughs> stoma." Um, they were like, "Oh my gosh, that's mixed wife. That's yeah. awesome." Yeah. And like, we weren't even married. No. Yet, like, we were we were dating and raising McKinley, but like yes. everybody was like, "No, you're mixed wife." Mm -hmm. 
Like, I don't care if you guys got divorced. You're a mixed wife. And I was like, I mean, technically, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, like one time I had paperwork. Yeah. Like somebody was like, according to scripture, you are his wife. And I right. was like, I mean, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and it was, it was cool. It was cool with us. And I think that, I don't know. It's just, it's just beautiful. And I, and that's the one encouragement that I definitely want to give to everybody out there that it's not, it doesn't have to look the way that you want it to look. And you're really only hurting yourself when you're demanding that God make it look the way that you want it to look. Oh, absolutely. The, have, the only person that you're letting down is you. <laughs> I have cooked many, many a batch of brownies that have been ugly, but they taste so good. They was dope though. <laughs> um, so, I mean, getting hung up on what it looks like is, it's definitely going to be difficult. Um, I mean, there are things that look beautiful and perfect and neatly packaged, and and when you when you tear tear at the paper just a little bit, you realize like it's not that cute. Yeah, like it's <laughs> like the reason it looks so so beautiful and mm-hmm. neatly put together is mm-hmm. because it's a facade. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretend. It is. It's it's it reminds me of what everyone pretends. Like I'm so annoyed with who people pretend to be on the internet instead of just. I think that's why they, there's such an awesome and open, overwhelming, like welcoming for people who are willing to be like, yeah, I'm not perfect. Yeah, no. And people are like, yes, say it again. <laughs> there, no. Wait, I have a button for this too. Oh my gosh. One more time for the people in the back. Yeah, I'm not perfect. <laughs> yeah, no. like you need to hear that. I'm human too. But that's what, re- that's, that's what connects us though. That's what connects. Absolutely. And, and and that's what that's what costs us. What costs us is the way we look to other people. Oh yeah, like uh, I think one I, of my favorite things yeah. is when when we're when we're meeting new people like uh-huh. you and I together, yeah, yeah. and and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are so cute. You guys are just perfect for each other. Yeah, yeah I know. But also, <laughs> would you like to hear something hilarious? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because. We have a lot of stories, yes, um, and and some of them are funny, and some of them are not so funny. Some of them are are dark and sad, and yeah, and I mean we're blessed by God that we made it through those things. And oh yeah, there are things that we are s- still working on. And Absolutely, one of the things about marriage is no matter how good we are together and how how great our marriage is, there are still going to be times where we disagree or where yes. we don't get along or yes. where. We have to compromise. I just want you to leave me alone because I had a really rough day and I don't want to talk. Yeah. And I think we have this, <laughs> we have this really cool thing because we just, we just went through a little disagreement, mm-hmm. went through a little, little spat. I think it was, and it was, and once again, it was all about it not looking the way that we wanted it to look. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like 90% of the time, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's, 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 it's about like, <laughs> or I expected you to read my mind and you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You suck at mind reading. And it's like, I don't told you I'm not a mind reader. That's why I suck at it. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but somehow that still comes up. (laughs) What I think, I think the most beautiful thing is though. The other night when I was in there washing dishes and my with my bad attitude, um, but I was still. I I do want to say, I do want to reiterate, I was doing it totally from a place of my wife needs help and there's dishes in the sink, so I'm just gonna wash the dishes. Yeah, because I want to show her through the way that I act that I still care, even though I am wrestling with something on the inside. I want to show her through this act of love 
that it's not what's going on with me is an internal struggle. It's not against you. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to say that right now. So like believe when I do something that I don't normally do that I'm trying to get better at something that you've asked me to get better at. And I'm trying to do that without being asked to do it, that you'll pay attention to that and be like, Oh, so maybe it's not, maybe it's not me, but, but also at the same time too, maybe he just doesn't know what to do. So he's just like <laughs> dishes. That sounds good. She hates those. But yeah, yeah <laughs> but, but I think, but I think the, I think the thing about it is, is that we, that I'm doing it. I, I was, I was doing it to, to help and to, mm-hmm. and to be there for you and to maybe help, maybe help me. I don't even know. I'm like, I know that sounds kind of weird, but maybe I was doing it to help me a little bit. Like, no, I'm telling you sometimes when I wash the dishes, especially if I'm listening to like a podcast or something, yeah, that can be, that can be some of the most thoughtful opportunities that I have. It's like therapeutic. That almost. and driving. Yeah, driving is a big one for me. I love driving. Yeah. Driving is a good time to clean out the old the old brain. Yeah. Tim Tim Ross really really laid several on me while I was driving today. So Yeah. He I really like him. Yeah. I don't it's I'm a like good I, podcast. it is a good podcast. I love I love his podcast. But I at the same time too, there I like I was telling you, I listen to his sermons and I'm so glad that God's gotten me to the point now where where a, somebody that I like can say something from a pulpit mm-hmm. and I can go yeah, I don't support that dude because he teaches like really bad doctrines. Mm-hmm. Like he teaches like little God's doctrine. And right. I've seen the damage that that does. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that Tim is a bad pastor. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not like a bad guy. I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know him, so I can't say, but right. from what I see and what I hear from him, he means well. Absolutely. But he's not going to do things perfectly. No. Like, I, mean, I need to quit. Exactly. I need to quit trying to see perfection in everyone and see mm-hmm. God working in someone. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Because it's who you are. I mean, if you belong to God, then you're going to talk about how you're, you're Israel. You know, you're striving with God. That's what the name, that's what Israel means to strive with God and to strive with men. So if that's, if that's it, then you're trying to bring things together. You're being a peacemaker. You're not being, you know, you're not trying to, deceive someone for financial gain or anything like that or trying to get them to put you on a pedestal to make you their their arbiter of truth you know because he is proclaiming god and he's doing it in a way that's drawing people closer to god and i it reminds me of the passage where the disciples see other people doing things in jesus name Mm -hmm. and they're like hey boss we need to go shut that down because we'll shut it down i'll shut it down and (laughs) Jesus is like, no, 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 no. They're 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 not against me. Mm-hmm. They're not against me. So, once again, we can't get caught up in 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 how it looks. So where does what, all right? So where does that leave us in your in in your story? In my story, um, I I had finally kind of come face to face with with the the true and full gospel, um, and it. It broke me, um, and then I attended my Tristeus weekend, mm-hmm. and it broke me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I realized that like a lot of the stuff that I had been taught, while it was true, I had never walked it out. Mm-hmm. I had never seen anybody else walk it out. Mm-hmm. I, I, you didn't know what it looked like. 
I did not know what it looked like. And I have spent the last several years trying to figure it out. <laughs> right. Because, um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, um, that was only four or five years ago. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I, I mean, so. I'm still. And and even after that, we we left that church mm-hmm. because of a lot of a lot of things, <laughs> um, but some major which I which I do want which I do want to get into, but I I mm-hmm. think maybe on a on a different different episode. on a different episode yeah um I mean we left that church there was a lot of stuff going on there that we we no longer could take part in yes um and so then that that really jacked me up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was and hard, then, and then I felt like I was back at at square one. You know, yeah. having that having that fire suffocated out of me by the by the really really boring church. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. And and so I felt like I had to start over again. And then I I realized I'm I'm not starting from scratch nope. this time. I'm gonna use the D word. <laughs> um, Warning. I was able to deconstruct. Not necessarily my faith, but my my doctrine, I guess. No, my yeah, doctrine the, the, well, the theology. theology. Yeah, um, and I, I was able to kind of tear down the pieces that maybe didn't fit or didn't fit like they were supposed to. Yeah, but repurpose those pieces to to rebuild. Right. Um. So now I'm. I mean, I'm still learning. There's still a lot that I don't know, but it's way. It's way clearer now yeah. than it was, you know, just like just nine years ago. Nine years ago, I didn't care. Yeah. Nine years ago, I would say, yeah, sure, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. And yeah. that was probably about the extent of my faith. Right. <laughs> um, and now, like, yeah, I love the Lord. Do you want to talk about him? <laughs> I have so much stuff to share with you. <laughs> Are you married? Let's talk about your marriage. Do you have children? Do you want children? Let's talk about your children. What are you guys gonna do yeah. about schooling? What are you? Uh, how are you feeling about this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. I mean, you know, that's that's the stuff that I I like to get into, and a lot of people don't want to talk about these things. Um, no. What I, what I can I tell you that they do not want to talk about it. So, I got you know, Mick and I we got married young. Um, you and I. Sorry, I was talking to the audience and not to you. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um. They're important too. Y'all matter yes, too, man. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we got married young. You were twenty six and I was twenty. And oh yeah. We had our first kid. That was a uh, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we had our first kid when I just a couple of weeks before my twenty first birthday. Yep. Um, and you had just turned twenty seven. Yeah. Um and I mean, we, you know, we weren't teen parents or anything like that, but no. we still got started pretty young. Yeah. And and then especially after we got married the second time, we just we just kept having kids. We did. <laughs> um so, you know, now there's there's three of them. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> There are three of them. I'm 28 with three kids and a lot of a lot of women my age don't have kids. Yeah. Or they might have one kid yeah. or if they have several kids, it's with several men. Yes. So we have always kind of been the 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 weird 
young married couple with a bunch of kids. Yeah. In a, in a sense, I mean, there are a lot of people who kind of just look at us kind of funny. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we get the y'all are, y'all are cute thing <laughs> a lot. And we get the like, oh, y'all just have this like this cute little family. But like, I always want to tell people, I want to look at them and be like, but you don't even know how hard we work to no. keep our family. No, not at all. I mean, oh, man. Like, it's a lot of work. and It is a lot of work because it's hard to... It's hard to find time to balance, especially when you're inside ministry. It is so tough. There have been so many families sacrificed on the altar of ministry. Absolutely. And and with it being one of the biblical commands that you have to be like the husband of one wife, you have to have order over your children. I mean, like you have to have a household in order, like according to scripture. That's what God is, God is called to. So like ministry is not for the faint of heart. So when you see... When you see pastors who are pouring themselves out and trying to love other people in their hurt and in their pain, these are not weak people. No, not at all. They're they're not they're all. they're not weak people. And I, I think that so many times they but at the same time too, they have the same weaknesses as other people inside of the church. The Absolutely. different the difference is is they're not the other people don't have to stand on stage and constantly be Oh, you can't you can't say that because you're you're a pastor. You can't do that because you're a pastor. You're supposed to be different. And I'm like, dude, if you've actually read the Bible, you're supposed to be proclaiming the truth just as much as I am too. You're called to the mm-hmm. same thing. The only thing that's different about what what we've been called to versus what you've been called to is, is that I have to my family gets bigger. Oh yeah. Like my family gets bigger. But that's but we need to look at it from from you got to look at it from the point of that's my that's my family. Absolutely. Like there's a huge difference. Like there there any any person that tells that tells you that they're just I'll be like my family's just so perfect and da 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 you're lying. Stop lying. Just be like family <laughs> family is tough. Any person will tell you that. You may love each other very much, but you don't like each other all the time. Quit lying to me. No, no. I love my, I love you like so much. I love the absolute crap out of you. <laughs> I really do. But there are times where I could choke slam you. God, I could choke slam you. But I want to do it on like the bed, like on a comfortable thing, you know? Like I, because I, I, I love you. Because I love you. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. You know? And I understand that. Um, and, I think one question that I get asked okay. a lot right. is, um, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh my gosh! I think, I think every mom who has more than one child get asked gets asked that question. Uh-huh. How do you do it? How do you do it? Uh, well, first of all, um, I have never thought about it, not even once. No, it's it's <laughs> amazing because they usually like look at people and just be like, "I just do it." Yeah, absolutely. I just I don't know. I just do it. Um, a not in my own strength, but in the Lord's. Amen. B, um, I don't, I don't work. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't work a, a regular job. You don't work a secular Um, job. If I, if I did work, if I, if I worked a secular job where I left our house every morning and took our kids to a public and or private school, whatever we chose and left them for several hours a day. And then came home and made them dinner and had five-minute conversations with each of them before I told them to brush their teeth and go to bed. A, I would not know my children. No, that's true. That's and very B, true. I would have 
no say in what they were taught. Right. I would not know what they what they did or did not know or right. did or did not understand. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like any woman that works outside the home, like no, 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 no absolutely, don't hear that. Do whatever works for you, absolutely. But me personally, how I do it is I stay on top of it, and I stay on top of it by staying home with them and teaching them and growing them and listening to them and answering questions for them. And it is hard. It's exhausting. Oh yeah. I mean, Margo just what last week? Why? 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 Oh, this was, (laughs) that was driving me nuts, yo. And then she goes, I just ask why? Cause I wheedle. And I was like, dad gummit, there you go again with your cuteness. (laughs) Like about the time that you, that you want to like, just, just, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, you just want to answer him and just be like, I, I don't know. And she just she just says, like, the most adorable thing. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, you precious little child. Why do you do this to me? Right. It's like an emotional roller coaster with you. And I think the only reason that she was able to go ahead and give you that answer yeah. was because well, we spent. statement, but yeah. Oh, yes. I apologize. That's okay. um, I. We spend enough time with our kids that, yeah. like, they know mm-hmm. that we're human. They know that we get frustrated. They know mm-hmm. when we're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, they know when we don't feel good or right. when we're just not in a good mood in general. Yeah. And she, <laughs> I think she could tell you were getting frustrated. And she was like, look, here's why I'm asking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not just making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I want to know why, because I'm little, and I don't know yet, and I need you to teach me, because that's your job. Right. And with that right there, like, I don't know, I don't know how as a, as a parent, and if you don't, if you don't have kids, I can't explain it to you. Like, I I just can't. There's this, there's this thing that absolutely, like, even last night when we were talking to, I'm not going to say his name, because I'm going to protect him, but... (laughs) Like, even in talking to him, where he was like, well, I've seen into it a little bit, so I kind of understand it. I kind of, I mean, I don't tell people because it's rude. You know, it's kind of rude, but I'm like, dude, you think you know. You have a, yeah. you have an observation of a reality, but you do not know. The only way you can know is if you live it. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it it's, it's me- one thing to be around children. It's another thing when they never go away Yes. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Those are two different things. Yes, absolutely. And it, it reminds me of the, the conversation that I had with, with my half brother. Mm-hmm. Um, who Shout was, out James Michael. <laughs> who just had, had his baby, um, I think maybe seven or eight months ago now. Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer than that. I'm so sorry. Um, we don't know. But, but I mean, we, so we have the, the same dad, but different moms. And yeah. our dad has, has struggled with. Um, with drug addiction yeah. for both of our entire lives. Like, yeah. I don't think either of us have ever truly heartbreaking. <laughs> it is, but um, we've neither of us have ever known him before drugs. Mm. I mean, it's been that's crazy. Yeah, I I don't know what my dad looks like without you know pre <laughs> pre drugs. I don't know. Um, I've never seen it. Um, I've seen him sober, which is great. Praise the Lord. Yeah, he's, amen. He's doing great. Um. But I I always struggled with both of my brothers just forgiving him so easily and just being like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, glad to have you back around. And <laughs> I was like, I don't understand that. Like, how? Yeah. No, I'm not. Nope. 
Um, and I, I was pretty firm on, on my boundaries regarding yeah. my dad for a while. And both of my brothers had a hard time understanding my position. Right. And especially after we started having kids. Yeah. Like those boundaries locked in pretty hard. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't want our kids to be exposed to something or I didn't want our kids to be, to be put in front of something and then be disappointed later on. And I, I wanted them to know that I love them enough to protect them from something that does not have to hurt them. Right. Um, hmm. so after, oh, wait, say that again. I love them enough to protect them from something that does not have to hurt them. Mm, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good one. Um, so when, when James Michael had his sweet little baby, he's so precious. Um, he, he texted me and he was like, is is this what you always felt like? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, I do not understand how I can love my son so much. And this is what my dad is supposed to feel for me. Mm. But he has chosen drugs over and over and over. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, oh, that that ticks me off. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm so glad that you are finally in a spot where you know, too. Right. Um, and I mean, that's what I think of when people are like, I, I mean, I kind of know. No. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you a story. <laughs> right. Um, and I mean, it's definitely an experience type thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it, 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 especially coming from a place where like, I didn't we, like neither of us wanted kids. No, ew. Like I remember, I remember when we were negotiating our relationship. That's what I think about on the back deck at my parents' house, and we were talking. We weren't even dating. No, we weren't. We weren't dating. We both. We both kind of like a hypothetical. Yeah, we just sort of like bonded because we'd both come out of engagements mm-hmm. that blew up, mm-hmm. and we were like, I was like, man, chicks suck, and you were like, they sure do. We're awful. We're awful, and, and, and then dudes are gross too. Go on, preach it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I think that's where we were. We came from we came from a place where we, and that's what I've always appreciated because I, I do think our relationship has always been very organic and it's been based upon communication, it's based upon talking about where we're at and what we're struggling with. And we oh, didn't, yeah. we didn't have these, we didn't have these expectations for what, what God was cultivating. You know, like we didn't even realize it while we were sitting there talking, but we like, and that's why I told my brother yesterday, I was telling him when I was talking to him, I was like, being in a relationship with someone that you're attracted to is never going to last as, as it will never have the longevity that versus being in a relationship with someone who has the same moral goals Yeah, absolutely. together. Because what's going to happen is, is like, that's the difference between love and infatuation. You're infatu yeah. you're infatuated. You like you're infatuated because you've had sex and you're attracted to her. Like like that's why. Oh yeah. But a relationship is based upon love, trust, the same things that you want the same things out of life. I mean, th- that's that's what builds healthy relationships. It's not now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't be attracted, you know, to to the person you're married to or in a relationship with. 
I'm saying that can't be the focus. Oh, absolutely. That can't be the thing that draws I mean, you together. I, you can't sustain that. You're yeah. not. You are not going to be, you know, hot stud forever, and she's not going to be, you know, smoking hot forever. Like we all get old and wrinkly and die, and unless we die in like a car wreck or an yeah. excavator <laughs> accident or something like you know what, what I mean, whatever happens or like a like a rogue skateboard trick, you know, or whatever. I mean. Okay. You never, you never know how you're going to go. That's the only time you're going to go pretty. And even then, I mean, you get your head chopped off. That ain't hot. No. That ain't, <laughs> that ain't sexy. I ain't never seen. I mean, even in the Bible, when they were like, chop his head off. I, there was, I guarantee there was no, I mean, some people were probably like, oh, that was sick. That was, that was sick. But I don't think there was one person who's like, I still want to get with them. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's not right. That's not the way this works, man. But yeah, I think so. Where, where were you in in your in your story? Um, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like, given your I, given your testimony, because I'll be honest with you. Like, I've never really heard you give your testimony <laughs> because I've been with you. Like, I've heard. I've heard your all about your life. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, like. Right. And not, so, like, if you if you had a puzzle made up of my life you could use the pieces to put together my testimony but i don't think you've ever heard it no i've never been like <laughs> yeah I, maybe we ought to maybe we ought to do like a like a thing one night where you share your testimony and i'll drive a separate car and i'll be like i'm gonna go to this church and listen to this, listen to this testimony i don't think i've ever heard this one before it's like man she kind of looks like my smoking hot wife <laughs> oh gosh um, I think I had pretty much wrapped it up. Um, I mean, I, I had to, to take apart some of the things that I had been taught and kind of, kind of change them around. There were some pieces I had to throw out and there were some pieces that I kind of had to, to maybe cut into the, the right length or width or whatever to, to put it back on the foundation right. that had been built. Um, so I, I did deconstruct, but I used... I used the the materials from the deconstruction to reconstruct. Um, yeah, because I don't I don't think I mean that's one of the, probably one of the biggest things that I think about is is if someone teaches you a bad doctrine and you can't find it in the Bible, then you throw out the bad doctrine and the bad teacher. You don't throw out the Bible. Right. Absolutely. Like I don't under, I don't understand how people get to this point where we're like. Well, it doesn't make sense to me well, and so what I what I have noticed um there's a lot of people that I went to went to high school with. Yeah. Who I mean like in high school they they came at me cuz I was not as Christian as they were and now, you know, I you know, here we are in ministry working together and mm-hmm. and trying to do our best and yeah. trying, to, trying to grow in knowledge <laughs> and wisdom and they're like F Jesus. And I'm like, what happened to you? What? <laughs> and what I have realized, what I've come to realize, um, just through observation is it's not, it's sometimes it is, um, hurt from the church, whether it be bad doctrine mm-hmm. or manipulative teachers or manipulative people or yeah, something like that, I which, mean, which is totally understandable, but which then, is, which is people being people. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they they should strive to do better. Yes. But they are human. Yes. And they are, I don't know, deceitful.
Michael Yuki? Yeah. Oh. I wonder who said that. <laughs> I think I've read it somewhere before. <laughs> if you remember the book, let me know. Okay. I'll, t- I'll definitely tell you. Um, I think I have like 13 copies on the bookshelf. <laughs> That's too many copies. <laughs> so... What I what I've noticed is that they use that that hurt or that manipulation or whatever it is that happened, um, if it did happen, they use that as a license to, like you said, throw out the Bible, um, because they start to pick apart different areas. Yeah. Like oh well, that guy lied to me and hurt me, and. He's not supposed to do that according to the Bible. Yeah. So obviously he's a liar. Yeah. And also right here in the Bible, it says that this is a sin and I don't like that that's a sin. So I'm going to just rip that out real fast. Yeah. Um, also, it says that I should be doing this, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. So no. <laughs> so instead of instead of taking you know, the, the wood that maybe the termites got into and, and ripping that out and throwing it out. They've just burned the whole house they, out. Uh, they, they Zach Bagans the house. Uh, yeah. Just, just uh, the call the excavator in, and all I want is a jar of dirt. That's all I want from the remains of I've this. A jar of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I, I don't know. And I see that and it, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, and those are the people who you can't, you can't bring a Bible to them and point to, to specific verses and go, that's what you're doing. And it says not to do that. And that's what you're supposed to do. And you're not doing that. Right. You, cause a there, if they have renounced their faith, they don't care. Yes. And B They've already been hurt like people by people like you. Yeah. And they're not going to listen. Yes. What you have to do in those situations is you have to live out the gospel in spite of them mm-hmm. and let them see it. Mm-hmm. You have to continue to love those people mm-hmm. right where they are. Mm-hmm. So when the girl that I went to high school with posts memes of Jesus in a slutty nun costume instead of getting mad and ripping her a new one um the next time she posts something about how she needs positive vibes and all that stuff because she's struggling with something i can reach out to her and let her know that you know i'm thinking about her well i think i think the one of like you can reach out to her and all that i would say that my advice would be to say i'm gonna pray for you Oh, absolutely. I don't I mean, send good vibes. Are you kidding me? Well, I, mean, I send good vibes upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I've, I've tried to, I've tried to understand this. It's like, I need good vibes. What is a vibration going to do? Good vibration. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I'm dreaming of good vibration. I'm going to start uh, sending people the link to that song. <laughs> Here's a pretty good one. <laughs> I like this one. This is what you asked for, right? Uh, but I, I, I don't think I've understood that because I think at the idea at the core of it, that's what they're, that's what they're saying. Because deep, Absolutely. deep down inside, there's no way that you look at all of this and don't, I mean, now don't be wrong. There are people who say, you know, that I don't believe in God. They're atheists who don't believe in God. Um, 
which is their choice to do that and, and all those things. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to drive it back home to you're not accountable for what they believe. God's not going to hold you accountable for what they believe. God's going to hold you accountable for what you did with his son. Absolutely. That's what he's going to do. So, yes. And I think that right now, especially in these in these times, consistency is key. Consistency is key. And right. I think it's John 14, 27, where Jesus says, peace I leave to you, not as the world leaves, but I but I leave you. Don't worry. Don't don't be afraid because I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so we're talking about peace that surpasses the creation. That's that's an eternal peace. It's the, the peace that passes all understanding. And I, I mean, I was praying for that earlier. But when I got to there, it was so funny. When I got to there, I, I went outside. I took a sniper outside and I saw birds flying. Chirp, yeah, when I called chirp. you, I was like, "Are you are you somewhere like in an aviary? <laughs> There's so many birds." <laughs> but there was a bunch of birds around. There was a beautiful sunset, and I was just kind of, I was just soaking all, I was just soaking all that in that that you know creation testifying to God. And I'm yeah. like, "Here's the world spinning. I don't feel it, but it's doing it. Mm-hmm. Here's the sun giving this awesome heat to to uh, counter this cold breeze." And it's just, and there's beautiful display of God taking care of the birds. And here I am thinking that God doesn't hear me. Right. And and what I'm starting to realize is, it's like, that's, that's your own understanding. Mm-hmm. And God directly says in there, don't lean on that. You don't lean on that. You press into me. That's on our living room wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, but you press into me and that's mm-hmm. the thing. And that's what... But that's what we have to look at. And that's one of the things that I'm going to drive it back to again, because this is all about how it practically, how this works practically in application yeah. in my life. God's calling us to a Zoe life that I came to that they may have life and have life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. That's a spiritual life he's talking about. Yeah. It's not a physical life. No, I don't want more of this. <laughs> no. And I this, don't understand when this is like, full. This is full of pain and suffering, and yeah. you can't you can't sustain the things that truly make you happy, no. like or like you can't like well yeah that's true too you can't you can't sustain the things that make you happy, and you cannot be joy you can be joyful, yes. So we have to we have to really honestly think about that, but that's God pulling pulling the. Attention. Upwards towards him. And when he's doing that, that's because he's saying, like, you're looking to this physical life and you're looking and you're trying to reason with your own mind. And I am pulling the tension up, saying it is not horizontal. This is vertical. Yeah. And if you would focus more on the vertical, the horizontal wouldn't matter because it's not what's around you. It's about who you're connected to. Absolutely. And I think it's and like you have to honestly think about that. And I don't think people really think about it. I think people get more, they get more like, it's like when we first, <clears throat> and it's weird because I, I'm like you, I have, I have memories of a child as a child of, of going to a Methodist church. So mm-hmm. they're sort of, I mean, I don't remember enough to know exactly, <laughs> but the dude body wore the robe like a judge and, you know, they, choir sang we all stood there you didn't sway you opened you turned turned to the page and you sang the song 
And that's yeah. what happened. Then you sat down and the dude talked and then you got out of there. And then when you go to the mm-hmm. charismatic side of church, like in the charismatic church that I was a part of that was founded, and when we went there, like people raised their hands, people cried, oh, people danced. Yeah, I'm talking about like yeah. coming to the altar. Like sometimes there wouldn't even be preaching because the worship is the spirit will get to moving in there and you just be at the altar and people be praying and worshiping and all that. And I think that pe- that becomes really attractive because it is the antidote to the traditionalism mm-hmm. that they have been that did not fill an eternal need that they had. But then God so graciously showed me as I was reading his word. It is beautiful how people express themselves here. It is beautiful that they are not afraid to cry and be in pain, be where they really are. Yeah, they're not concerned at all. They're not not concerned with that. And it is absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then somebody gets up there and says something that is directly contradicting (laughs) what the Bible says. And I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, dude, that's a, that's just, this is a straight L. This is a straight L. Like I I got so frustrated in that church sometimes because I would listen. Dude, buddy would read two passages of scripture, start preaching it. And then he would say something completely and totally contradictory, contradicting verses 12 and 13. And I'm like, yeah. dude, if you'd have read ten more verses, and then it, and then it was story hour, <laughs> yeah, and then it was about how this other dude did this wonderful thing, and da da da. Like, dude, that's great, that's wonderful. But if this is about a relationship with God, then yes, his story matters, but that's mm-hmm. not like that's not truly going to help me grow. That's not going to challenge me in what I believe, and and, and really encourage me to flesh out my faith all this is all you're doing is telling me what this dude did but you're not telling me anything about like i like when they give you the stories about how they persevered and stuff like that but like that's why i love scripture so much because you watch peter like when peter in acts awesome first sermon this dude gives three thousand people get saved yeah that's incredible that's awesome that's a that's a god thing that is not that's not Peter. That's a God thing. Mm-hmm. Cuz when Peter does stuff, Peter cuts people's ears off. <laughs> Peter denies Jesus. Peter walks on water, but when it becomes about Peter walking on water, he starts to sink. Peter sinks. Cuz when Peter makes it about when Peter makes it about him, he's missing the point. Oh, absolutely. So and and, and it was just and it was really tough and it was God it was so difficult. It was so hard. But there were things about it that were beautiful. It wasn't like this awful experience and it was just it was absolute torture the entire time no, I was there. It was, it was beautiful and they there were beautiful people there. Oh yes. I love those people there. I love the people that were there. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um and shout out to Miss Dora. Oh man. God I love Miss Dora. Dude, she would come and like when she came and like gave me the amazing grace plaque thing, like and I know and it's sitting up here in the studio. (laughs) When when she gave me that, I think and like I can tell it's from a thrift store. 
Oh, but it's sweet. But like, it's it's cherish it. Yeah, but it's like who gave it to me? Like that's that's what matters yeah. because and what it means to her. Yeah, and what she knew it would mean to us. Right. Oh, and, and that's what gives it value. It doesn't it's matter beautiful. that she paid like three dollar or two dollars for it. That's mm. not. It's because it was a beautiful woman encouraging encouraging me and giving me a gift like that. I was like, man, that's just that's just that's just absolutely wonderful. And it's just, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. And that's what drives me so nuts about church is that there are times where people put forward their agenda and then say that God has his name on it. And I'm over here going, you want to know why I know that's not true? I can give you two reasons. The Bible is one. And that is not my, that is not what happened when I tried to do that. God directly told me, no, no, son. Absolutely. No, 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 sir. No, no, that's not it, son. Yeah. But he's not, but God's never been vindictive. You know, he's not doing things because, because he's mean or, you know, or because he's like, oh, it's my house. That's, that's not, that's not God's intention. We, we, we commonly forget that the rain comes on the just and the unjust. Rain is a blessing. It gives food. It gives, helps us grow food so that you can mm-hmm. eat and have a life. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and so like, it, so you can't sit here and be like, well, God does it this way and this way. It's like, God doesn't change. You know who no. does change? You. A lot. A lot. A lot of change. <laughs> yeah. Your whole um, your whole life has changed. Even if you don't believe in God, you're still going to change. Absolutely. Um. I mean, even, even if you don't believe in God, like, one thing that I hear all the time from people who do not care about the gospel at all is mm-hmm. personal growth. <laughs> um, that's change. <laughs> that's that's what that is. That's a really fancy way of saying, yeah, change yourself. Yeah, that's change with atheist glitter on it. Ooh, that's all that is. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, but I mean that's, and and that's what it is. When you like, but you're not going to get there unless you can unless you can have those conversations and you can have them. That's why I think it was so beautiful in, in my walk. Where like, because I got to a point when we came out of the you know hyper charismatic movement. When we came out, when we came out of that, like, I wouldn't even listen to people who were hyper charismatic. Oh, no, not at all. I, like, I found, like, four pastors, and I was like, I know these guys all are safe. Yes. And that's all. That's all I would listen to, because I didn't trust mm-hmm. that I was in a spot where I could decipher the truth. From, right. From the made-up stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it took me a long time to get to where I felt comfortable right. branching out. But in order to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. I had to sit under teaching. Mm-hmm. I had to be confident in what I believed and mm-hmm. why I believed it. Mm-hmm. I had to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to change. Mm. <laughs> um, I had to. I had to understand, like you were saying, like, I I can chew the meat and spit out the bone mm-hmm. just because somebody says it and they are a pastor or a teacher and they're coming from a place of authority does not mean that a it's true or B I have to accept it as truth. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you, if, if you can't go to your pastor and ask him like, when you said X, Y, Z, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And then, or can you show me that in scripture? 
absolutely. Or because, like, you know what you you know what we're talking about now? Discipleship. Because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> or yeah. when you go to them and go, what does that look like? How do I do that? Like, yeah. because one of the answers that I cannot stand hearing, I cannot stand it. <laughs> because it makes no sense. You just got to have more faith. How am I supposed to have more than what he's already given me? Well, not only that, but like, are you going to tell me how to do that? Or are you going to tell me that I need to have faith to get more faith? Yeah. Because like, I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of this saying like, okay, it, I mean, it almost sounds like you want me to, you know, want in one hand and crap in the other and see, see which one fills up first. Yeah. I mean, that's what it feels like because you're leaving me, yeah. you're, you're leaving me to aimlessly wander around and dude, I don't know if you know this or not, but it is your job to be a steward of the flock you have been given. So if a sheep comes and asks a question, you don't just go, you need more faith. How did you get there? Like when you were prepping for your sermon, <laughs> how did you arrive at that before you typed it on a piece of paper? Mm-hmm. Like, is that rock solid? Can I, can I just ask a question? Now, at the same time, too, a lot of people don't want to say, I don't know. They just make blanket statements and they're like, I mean, I said it. And the other one that I that I heard a lot was take it up with God. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, <laughs> but God didn't say that. You did. Yeah. Why do I need to go have a conversation? I mean, so. <laughs> I will have a conversation with God about it, but you said it. <laughs> and more importantly, you said that his word said it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so that was that was something that. um not necessarily take it up with God, but that was, there was a similar answer that I heard. Yeah. Anytime I asked questions in right. church when I was a kid. So yeah. my, my really traditional Southern Baptist church. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you have a question, yeah, yeah. if it wasn't something that they could answer off the top of their heads, uh-huh. which usually had something to do with John three sixteen or the ABC song. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's about all they had. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> so if it was, if it was anything more than that, it's like, how do I deal with my addiction to porn and masturbation? Well, it's like the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And I'm like, yeah, dude, what does that have so, to do with the price of eggs, bro? My, like, my least favorite, my rubs me the wrong way, makes me want to barf. Grinch my gears. <laughs> exactly. Is, well, you can ask God when you get to heaven. So I have to die. <laughs> I have to die before I will ever have an answer to how to deal with my sin problem. Okay. Well, I don't think it's going to be that easy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how we're going to resolve that. Oh, okay. Can't wait. Yeah. Like you can ask God when you get there. And that's another, that's one of the other things. Like after you like really think about it, like reading in scripture, especially through the Old Testament and stuff like and, and all of that. When you read through this, I'm really struggling now with the. Will I dance for Jesus? No, you're going to lay flat on your face is what you're going to do. <laughs> flat on your face is what you're going to do. Lay down. Like I was reading, I can't remember where it was. I want to say it was in Chronicles. I want to say. I could okay. be wrong. Don't don't like quote me on it. But okay. So there's like this interesting thing where one of the kings comes and and, and he does everything that's just awful. He does evil in the sight of the Lord is the way that the Bible puts it. So he he does all this. Then a new then another king comes, and this is like a reoccurring theme. A new king comes, and he does things. He does good in the sight of the Lord. And I was really excited about this guy. So he was like, 
we're gonna go because it goes back and forth forever. And I'm I'm finally like, why are there so many bad ones? <laughs> like the, 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 there are a lot of bad people in charge. Like it is human nature. <laughs> yep, and uh, I mean, but that's why I was thinking. You know, I was just I was wrestling with it. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, it says what it says. It's 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 historical. So it's what happened. But yeah, so they're in there. They're in the temple. They want to. They basically want to get rid of everything that it's turned into. That they that they've turned it into, and inside of the temple, they had turned it to where Yahweh needed a wife. So they brought in another goddess and put up a statue because mm. Yahweh needed a wife. That's what man. That's what man said. Man, man was like the creator of all. Yeah, the the one that the one that was perfectly fine in perfect relationship with himself, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he definitely needed a helpmate for sure. He didn't. I mean, hundred <clears throat> percent. I was like, man, these people. And then, um, but eventually it gets to a point where, well, they had, oh, also they had male prostitutes Ooh. inside the temple. Mm. And like, and I was like, and I, I I think maybe temple, maybe the wrong, wrong word, but there was. Synagogue? <clears throat> no, I don't think it was, maybe it was the temple. I wish I would have read it. But, well, I, it's the first time I've ever read it. So just give me some grace guys out there. But the main point that I was taking away from it was is they uncover stuff and they find a book. <laughs> and you want to know what their response was? To read it? I hope. <laughs> no, well, their first response was, there's a book? <laughs> did, you know there, did you know there was a book? I didn't know there was a book. It's a book? <laughs> and they read it and they're like, Oh, no. These are the words... Of Yahweh, this is what Yahweh said. Mm-hmm. Dude, buddy, straight rips his clothes. So this dude is like naked. This is the king. <laughs> yeah. So it says he tears his robes. So obviously, I mean, they only wore like robes. I mean, that's all they wore. So obviously, he like he rips this joker, mm-hmm. and he falls down in repentance, and he start. But he does things according to the according to the Lord. So my question is, when people come up a lot of times, it's like, well, I just don't think that Jesus would be like that. And I was like, did he say that or do you think that? You guess what? What? There's a book. <laughs> do you know there's a book? <laughs> I know there's a book. <laughs> and the one guy's back there was like, there's a book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, there is. And, and so, like, book. when you when you look in when you look inside of it, you find a giant lineage of a bunch of people who I don't know didn't do it right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's, that's one of the things that that we talk to the kids about on Wednesday nights at the church is every single story is pointing to Jesus. Like we're we're mm-hmm. working through the the Old Testament right now. Yeah, the Old Testament right now. Um, and every single story is pointing to Jesus and every single story, whoever is in it, whether it be uh, Abraham and Sarah or Moses or the right now we're like we're working through um, some of the stuff in. Um, maybe Leviticus. Ooh. Um, so like you know, Leviticus we're is good. talking about the Israelites a lot and they they suck. Um, <laughs> so. They just don't but have what, enough faith. What the, what the kids get presented <clears throat> with every Wednesday night is, look at these people. Mm-hmm. They are doing everything in contradiction to the word of God Yep, and what they have been commanded. Mm-hmm. And they 
they either don't care or they don't even notice. Yes. And even still, God is like, oh, my gosh. You guys are driving me nuts. Yeah. I'm not going to break my promise. Yeah. But I am going to sit here and wait for y'all to get it together. Yeah. I, I, I like I, I like the part where. And also, I see that all of you guys are like this. So we're going to send Jesus. <laughs> just, just to let you know. <laughs> so every week they're getting presented with these people suck. God loved them in spite of that. Right. Yeah. But through and their, through he sent Jesus. The 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 the. The pastory way that I that I say this is is that through Israel's faithlessness, God is still faithful. Absolutely. And that's what we need to realize, that we need to realize that through our faithlessness, God is still faithful. And you really have to come to terms with the fact of, do you believe that? And then the next step in belief is, do you trust that? Mm-hmm. Because... Jeremiah thirty three. I will put. I will put. I will put a new heart in you, to be a new creature. I mean, all of those things. That's that promise. So God gives you that belief. Mm-hmm. I mean, First John four nineteen. We love because He first loved us. Yeah. Guess what? You don't love God. You're like you're not like. Oh, but I just like love God. Yeah. Like I have a, like my relationship with God is just like oh, it's so much better than yours. Because sometimes yeah. I mean sometimes that's what we're saying. It was like you realize that He was the one that gave. All of us that ability, right? Mm-hmm. But inside <laughs> of that is, inside of that belief comes trust, and that's a relational thing. Yeah, or that, that's a real like to it to be to be able to believe is a gift, and then to be able to trust is a relational thing. And you have to do that through communication, through study, through prayer, through spiritual disciplines, and that's what I'm looking into now is spiritual disciplines, and I'm realizing. Now that, because the the life life with God book, and I will do I will do better about. We kind of we kind of just filmed this or recorded this on the fly. Oh yeah, we absolutely we had did. Di- we had like we had different plans today, and it didn't really it didn't really work out because there's a lot going on. So we ask that you pray for us, um, especially as a ministry. We have a lot going on. There's more yeah. people that we want to get involved. There's a lot um, of changes. And there are a lot of changes. God God has God has really blessed it. Oh, He's absolutely. really blessed this because we did this like just on a whim, basically. And I've <laughs> yeah. had, and I, I think one of my favorite, my favorite uh, comment that I get from most people is, is like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> like, like um, my mom has gotten like so frustrated with me because I'll tell her like about all the stuff I'm learning. And she goes, what are you talking about? I mean, my brother told me not too long ago, I got to sit down with my brother and he looked at me with the most concern in his eyes. And he said, dude, you sound nuts. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I sound nuts. He was like, you're drawing on this legal pad. You're talking about, I mean, a divine council oh, and like what? You wh- broke the gospel down into a math equation. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, yeah. It sounds insane. I mean, it really does because I felt that way. But I can show it to you. The first time I heard it, and that's and that's the thing. So, like when I tell people, I was like, "Well, would you believe it if I can show it to you?" And yeah. then that's and that's sort of that's sort of thing because then it becomes it's not just it's not just what I'm saying. It's not what theologians are saying who have devoted I don't know their entire life to this. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really interesting that people get off on that um, on that tangent of 
Yeah, I don't want that. I don't need to believe that. I'm good. I'm good with God. What? Okay. <laughs> um, what? And like you were saying about about trust being a relational thing, like what I what I have realized in starting my own relationship with God and not just looking around at the people around me who have relationships with right. God is like they did believe, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know anything about their relationship. Right. And it's not, it's not my business to know. Right. But now that, now that I'm older and now that I have a better understanding, um, and now that I have my own relationship with God, mm-hmm. um, that's what I need to be focused on. Yeah. Not other people. Yeah. And not their, not their relationship because R- right. mine always needs work. Mm. And if I'm over there examining whatever so-and-so is doing, mm. I am not working on my relationship. Mm. And that's I mean, good, that's babe. one thing that came out of my, my reconstruction Yeah, is not allowing someone else to dictate my relationship with God or what it should or should not look like. But Ooh. me, <laughs> me being the other person yeah. in the relationship with God. Yeah. Um, and I mean that, you know, that's where I am now. I'm still, still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still doing stuff. Like you said today, this was like a on the fly kind of thing. This is not what we had planned and that's okay. You know, and, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you props. I'm going to gas you up a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to gas you up. Oh gosh. It's cause I love you though. Don't do it. And I want other people to love you too. So <clears throat> in getting ready to do this one or whatever, it didn't really like work out the way that we had planned it to work out. Right. And <clears throat> you were so quick to be like, I'm sorry that, that it didn't work out the way that you thought it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I know that sucks because I know you want to do an episode. I know you want to record. I know you want to get back started again Yeah, and all that. I'll do it with you. Yeah. We'll, ju- we'll just do it together. It'll be fine. And I was just so encouraged by that because I was like, that's biblical. You yeah. are You are my helpmate to come alongside with me. As we, like and as we get ready to walk into ministry, that's why I, why I came to you and I was like, so I know that God's pressed it on my heart. I know that God's leading me to this, and this is my <laughs> next step of faith. Mm-hmm. But I have like I really have to ask you though, how do you how are you with this? Like how do you are you okay? Do you, are you good? Do you want to go? Do you not want to go? <laughs> like I don't know where you're at. You just kind of just smile and go okay. That's what you said the first time. And all I saw was just panic and fear in your eyes. And I knew that I knew that take it up with God or you just got to have faith wasn't going to work because that's not me. That's not me loving you where you're at. Right. You're supposed to be able to come to me. Mm -hmm. And like and this is the other thing I want to say to to husbands out there. And I and I'm learning this. That's why I'm sharing it and I'm challenging y'all to it as well as I do, because I've seen the benefit in it. But as my wife, you are the person I'm supposed to be vulnerable in front of. Yeah. Absolutely. You are the person that I am supposed to be able to cry in front of. You are the person that I am supposed to be able to vent my anger to. You are the person that I am supposed to come to. And I've learned through our relationship that you do not judge me for being human. Mm-mm. You just, you're here to. Like you immediately, you have like a dude mindset in a way. You're like, <laughs> what is it, baby? I'll fix it. I will fix it. And I'm like, 
I don't. Then sometimes I'm, I'm I'm having to learn that like I need to tell you I don't need you to I don't need you to fix it. Yeah. I, I need you to be here with me. Yeah, I need to this know. This isn't a fix it. This is a just just listen. Just listen. <laughs> just be here with me. Just be present yeah. with me. Just love me. Yeah, just just love me right where yeah. I'm at because I'm you know I'm getting ready to like kick a dog or you know like <laughs> something like that you know I'm getting so I'm just getting so frustrated and so caught up or whatever but like it's on me if I don't press into who God gave me. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can't keep looking like turning up and looking at God and being like I don't understand, man. You're not talking to me. <laughs> He's like, dude, I gave you a whole person. Do you remember when you were whining about how you didn't want to lose your family? <laughs> and here they are, and you just don't. You don't even talk to them. Yeah, guy's like, she's grocery shopping. I don't, I don't know. I have this great idea. Call her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, but there are times, too, that I do. Like, and earlier today, I was pressing in really hard because there was, like, when I, when I got down to pray, I didn't really say anything. I was just there. Yeah. And I would, and I, one of the first things that came through my, through my heart was, you know, Holy Spirit, pray for me, intercede for me. I don't know what it is right now. I don't know what the words are. And that's okay that I don't know what the words are, mm -hmm. but it's not okay to crawl into isolation and disrespect my relationship with God mm -hmm. and my relationship with you who God gave for me. Yeah. Like, that's not good. I don't know how you think for one second that that's going to strengthen anything in your life. I mean, if you want to build muscles, pick up the weight. Yeah. Like, you don't go to the gym mm -hmm. and stare at a barbell and be like, whew, that was good. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like Can't I wait to see kids. these puppies come in. <laughs> it's like I tell our kids all the time when we're doing school. Um, our oldest, she hits... She gets really distraught over, oh, yeah. over certain things. She's so fragile. She wants she wants to be good at everything. Everything. <laughs> like if she looks at a math problem and she cannot tell you what the answer is within five seconds, she cries. Yeah. So this is for all my, my folks out there who play video games. So my <laughs> daughter <laughs> wanted to play Call of Duty. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, you can play. But I told her, I was like, you definitely won't be able to play online because you'll you'll cry. Yeah. Like they will they will absolutely take you to the woodshed. So I set up the little bot things or whatever and all that. So she gets into the match, right? It's starting and comes out of her mouth. What is this trash spawn? <laughs> and I just like I'm I'm in the room and I just look up immediately and I'm <laughs> I'm like the match is starting. You like you either start right there or you start on the other side. Like every time. It's always that way. The only time it's a trash spawn is when you die and then it spawns you in a trash spot. That's the only time that that happens. But it was very eye-opening. Yeah. Because she heard that from me. Yeah, absolutely. Like she didn't hear that from nobody else. Yeah. So And, I, and then I was like, and her competitive nature, her desire to be good. She doesn't want to be good. She wants to be perfect. Oh, yeah, perfect. At everything. Not um, great. And if she tries perfect. it one time and it's not going She's like, this ain't for me. She will not do it again. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to remind her all the time when we're doing school, like, if, if something is hard, mm -hmm. that means you're learning. Yes. 
um, if you cannot guess the answer off the top of your head and you have to draw a picture or yeah. count your fingers yeah. or do whatever you got to do yeah. to get the answer, that's that's good. Yeah. You're exercising those muscles. Mm-hmm. You're working to to learn how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And that is a good thing. Yes. But she's like, but it's hard. I know. I know it's hard. <laughs> That's the point. That's what makes it good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah, I, I think, and that's the other thing. We're just with society today. There's this whole narrative that if it's not perfect, then just leave it. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's something better. There's gonna be somebody out there that treats me the way I deserve to be treated. You deserve nothing. Oh, absolutely. So stop saying that. <laughs> You deserve yeah. nothing. There are people in the world who don't have the rights, don't have the liberties, don't have the freedoms, don't have the privilege that you do. If you live in America, you have privilege. And mm-hmm. it does not matter about a skin color. You live in America, you have privilege. I'm so sick of hearing this narrative. Like, because people are just being unrealistic. Right. Um, they, and- they need, they, but, but at the same time, too, that's one of those things. Like, going back to what I was saying earlier, that that's... That's looking horizontally. And when I start to feel that way, that's when you go vertical. Absolutely. And I think another thing is. um, Because when you go vertical, then you realize you're like, you know what, God? Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) You're God. I'm not. What am I supposed to be doing? Oh, yeah. Loving you with all my mind, body, strength, and loving others. And who's it going to cost? me yeah turn it do it again yeah but it's beautiful it's beautiful and if you can find people that will that will be honest with you about that man love and cherish those people appreciate those people because they're few and far between absolutely and i mean also what's i think one thing that we really miss out on is or not necessarily miss out on but for forget to consider is What's perfect to you yeah. is not going to be what's perfect to someone else. Ooh, that's a good one. And what Your definition perfect, of perfect doesn't, isn't always lining up with someone else's definition of perfect. No, not at all. And who's to say that your definition of perfect is God's definition of perfect? Yeah. Like, examine yourself. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Slow your roll. That's true. Check yourself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we've been going for probably an hour and 45 yeah. minutes. So awesome. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm I'm super excited to get back in. These are the conversations we have at the at the kitchen table. They are. And we (laughs) were like, you know, we'll just record them and put them out there so somebody else can listen. And one person (laughs) I really hope that someone listens to this, but they when they listen to it, they are challenged by it, but they can go and be like, Okay, honey. So I heard I heard on this podcast (laughs) and they got me. They convicted me. But I want you to hear this. Yeah. Because I want to work together. I want to work with you. And and I'm willing to take accountability of where I'm at in our relationship Mm -hmm. if you are too. Absolutely. And we are we are big fans of of marriage. Yeah. Big fans of love. Love marriage. And if something that we have said or shared or whatever has resonated with you or has helped you or whatever, like that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, I mean, these are these are the conversations that that Mick and I have 
all the time. Mm-hmm. And our kids are like, oh, my gosh. You guys are so bored. Like, you know, yeah. And that's fine. Um, the kids I, got a new rule. No mushy kissing. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not allowed to kiss anymore when they're around. We're allowed but. to kiss. We can't mushy kiss. <laughs> I don't even know but what I, that means. I need, I need Margo to define <laughs> the parameters of a mushy kiss. I'm not sure. I think they got that from Bluey. And I'll tell her, no promises. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, these are conversations that we enjoy having, and we hope that you guys enjoyed being a part of it. And we hope that you share it with your spouse or with your married friends or with a random neighbor that you know that just seems grumpy all the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. This will be really cool. I'm going to let you read read our outro oh gosh i'm gonna let you be the one who does it um okay so so once again i guess my final takeaway is when it comes to for not tearing for not tearing at the seams of the bribe what can we take away from this conversation to build each other up and that is be honest be be you because everybody else is already taken (laughs) you know but was that on your myspace (laughs) Yeah, I I, it, I I read the quote somewhere, so I'm not taking credit for it, but the statement is true. Right. And the idea is is that struggle unites us, but nobody knows what you got going on mm-hmm. until you tell people what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's in my mind. Nope. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us today on the podcast. We hope that you have taken away information that will help you uh, challenge what you believe for the benefit of growing in our walk with God. If you would like to support this ministry, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com uh, slash faithfleshedout. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at faithfleshedout, all one word. If you have any questions or comments or want to get involved, you can contact us at our email, faithfleshedout at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for joining us, and we love you guys. Say bye, Mick. Bye, Mick. See y'all next time.